Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix book club. I'm Dennis Rooney. I'm Steve McDonald. And uh, we're here with a very special guest today. Stand-up comedian, director, right? Writer. Oh, yeah, in theory. All those things. Uh, Joe Pontillo. I directed the movie that we're uh, reviewing today. Very little unknown You directed this movie? (laughs) Because it's totally untrue. In my mind. Um, you directed this movie because I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> oh, all right. Then uh, defer to my producer. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Flix Book Club. Joe, you want to plug anything? On the Facebook as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, like our Facebook page. Netflix oh, Book yeah. Club. You could like my Facebook page, Joe Pontillo, and follow me on Twitter at Joe Pontillo. Ho, ho. Can we use... Can it's we just use Joe Pontillo. No ho, ho on the Twitter handle. No, definitely not. Can we use the extra, like, are you allowed to... Because now you can, like... You can anger or love or oh, yeah. laugh at. Am I allowed to go to your Facebook page and anger you? You can leave a comment that's just an angry face, and I will accept it. And I will okay. allow it on my wall. <laughs> You'll allow it? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Only so you. You've made the request in person. Per- perfect. Go send Joe angry faces on his uh, Facebook page. People react page. to Joe Pontillo's Facebook status. Like his page. <laughs> and uh, Joe Pontillo, I'm almost upset with you. You made us watch. You didn't make us watch. You, you sent me a couple choices. And a sling blade was one of them, and I, I had apologize. Never seen it. What no. was the other one? What was the other one? We were between I, two. I, kind of I oh. randomly chose two awful Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah, there was two awful Nicolas Cage movies, but I think I had seen one or both. But there was also Click with Adam Sandler. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. that was the other one, which I've never seen, and I've heard kind of good things. Sometimes it's not bad. It's you a, will. It's like an accidental good movie. Yeah. You will. Well, it's no, no. It's a stupid movie for like forty-five minutes. And then becomes like, wait a minute, Adam Sandler, are you going to make me cry? Like, <laughs> yes, he starts tugging Adam at Sandler, your heartstrings out of nowhere. Are you going to try to make me cry with, with a thing? And then you get to the end and you're like, and you're like Adam Sandler, you made me cry. <laughs> you made me cry. Damn you, Adam. Uh, yeah, I think maybe I would have cried during Click, but I definitely cried during this fucking movie. And I haven't cried in months, Joe. I cried just coming up with that list, I got to tell you. <laughs> it was a very emotional list so of movies. Wait, why was Sling Blade even on the list? Uh, because when I went through Netflix, mm-hmm. I was horrified and un- uninspired by most of what I was seeing. I will kick you off this podcast right now. <laughs> we do not allow any trash talking of Netflix. Oh, the higher I ups mean, at Netflix, we love you. I'm a hater, but no, I'm not a hater. <laughs> uh, but then I stumbled upon Sling Blade, which was a movie that before this I had never seen in its entirety, but I'd seen enough of it to know like the general idea of it and... You know, it was always like a running gag, right. like back in the day on a, like the Howard Stern show. They would always play a clip of the noise that he would make. Um. <laughs> okay, so you had seen it in fragments, so I bet that kind of made it a little more humorous, though, too. I mean, obviously, we're stand-up comedians. We're going to make fun of like anything that's sincere. Yeah. But uh, I think it's easier to do that when you don't watch this movie from start to finish. No. Uh, what's it about, real quick? Uh, it's about a guy who... Uh, has been in, I guess, a mental hospital since he was like twelve. Yeah, yeah, and yep. uh, for killing his uh, mother and uh, and her lover, and then uh, I forget how many years later it is, but he's finally deemed safe to you he's know, like be released. Forty now. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they specify, it's but it's been a long time. Yeah, uh, which is a horrible idea, right. in my opinion. Like, why would he, he's been in there since he's twelve? Yeah, and he just grunts most of the time, uh, and then they're like, "Hey, we're gonna let you out," and. Uh, so they sort of just let him out, and he kind of just wanders about, it seems, 
Uh, and then they're and then he wants to come back to the mental hospital, and they're like, "No, I'm going to get you a job." And then he gets a job. And well, he's they're literally like, they're not allowed to let him back. I know. It's not like it's like a state law or something. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah. So it's basically just him like trying to get back into the swing of the outside world it, a little it, bit. Because everybody, because everybody in the hospital is like criminally mentally ill. Oh yeah. Like yeah. it's like nobody's there where they're just like where they're just like I was sad for a while and I thought I might kill myself, so I checked myself in. It's like. It's like, yeah, I murdered twelve people and I ate them <laughs> yeah. and I enjoyed it and I'll do and it again. Real big on up. that. Yeah, he gets pestered a lot by a sexual predator. Um, yeah, and that guy, that yeah. guy would always play a sexual predator in like nineties movies. <laughs> yeah, that would guy, he? JT Walsh is his name. He is died in like nineteen ninety eight. Oh, that's a shame because he yeah. was a master at that. He was in like every movie. <laughs> he was like a he was like a dick in every movie. That's just like a rapey dick yeah. in every movie. It's so. Can you imagine if your career, like, if if some casting director was just like, "Hey, man, uh, here's the thing, I can get you a lot of work." You're always gonna play a pedophile. Yeah, <laughs> is that you're just like, oh man, like union uh, benefits, uh, uh, like, union and then benefits. you're just like, man, I need health care. I like, uh, I want a new addition on my house. Like, <laughs> no moviegoer is ever going to like a character you play. I'm just <laughs> yeah. putting that out. Yeah. But you'll yeah. be rich. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, do? it's those guys who always plays who always play villains. Yeah. But so, so Billy Bob Thornton's character, um, Carl. Yeah, he, he quickly befriends with a this K, young kid. I think. Yeah, yeah, it is with a K. I noticed yeah. that too. I thought that was strange. Befriends this kid, befriends his mom, and uh, right, and then gets thrown into the middle of their life with her like abusive uh, boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend whose name escapes me right now, but he's played by Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, who's a um, questionable individual. What is his character's name? I'm looking at IMDb right yeah, now. Yeah, it's oh, something okay. like not normal. I remember Scooter's name. Doyle. Like Doyle. That's I was going to say Darcy. Yeah, yeah, Doyle's construction, Doyle. yeah. Uh, all right, so now that you've finally seen this movie from start to finish, stream it, don't stream it, thumbs up, thumbs down, pass, fail. What are you going with, dude? Oh, I would say stream it. Yeah. Um, But you don't have to 100% pay attention to it to know what's going on. Hmm. That's an interesting take. <laughs> Steven, I'm going to hit you next. Uh, I want to hold off. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with stream it, uh, but we'll get into it later. Of like, I got a lot of problems with the movie. Really? Just personally, it's not again. It's not like the movie has a problem. It's like I have a problem with the movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Like, it's not like like they did fine. They did a great job making the movie. Uh, I think people should watch it. I think a lot of people will love it, especially if you're a big um, Billy Bob Thornton fan. I would I would suggest this movie like if somebody was like I want a really good like meaty like drama to watch. I'd be like, yeah, you should watch this. If you want to cry like a little um, bitch like I did, watch see, this I didn't, movie. What could you I possibly cry about? I this movie destroyed me, and we'll get to it right after the break. Go watch the movie. Here's our clip. You Bye. have emotional issues. I lived out back on my mother and father's place. Most of my life in the little old shed that my daddy'd built for me. They didn't too much want me up there in the house with the rest of them. So mostly I just sat around out there in the shed looking at the ground. I didn't have no floor out there. But I had me a hole dug out to lay down in. A quilt or two to put down there. My father was a hard-working man most of his life. Not that I can say the same for myself. 
I mostly just laid around out there in the shed, tinkered around with a lawnmower or two. Went to school off and on from time to time. But the children out there, they were very cruel to me and made quite a bit of sport of me, made fun of me quite a bit. So mostly, I just sat around out there in the shed. And we're back. Okay, so here's my day watching the movie, all right? Granted, I was, like, sleep-deprived. I was only on, like, four hours of sleep, and I had just done, like, pretty heavy labor for, like, seven hours. I'm not what, complaining. I'm what, just saying. cooking bagels and... and no, 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 no. I was doing demo- refilling I was doing, the milk closets? No, no. I was doing demolition work. I was tearing this place. I was tearing oh. up floorboards for, like, eight hours. I was exhausted. I had to do two <laughs> like shows. Like I said, you have emotional issues. Totally have emotional issues. <laughs> you just have to do that. I had to do two shows that night. So I'm watching the movie in between, and I'm lying in bed, and I'm watching the first... I'm watching him tell the story. Billy Bob Thornton gets to the story, just explaining that, like, one of the meanest sons of bitches around was Jesse, the kid of the boss that his dad worked for. His dad didn't even love him. Put Things are bad, okay? Things are really bad. I've never heard, like, a worse story. And I'll, I'll say this. Um, emotionally, I'm pretty tight, but one thing that always gets me is I just hate, like, victims. Like, especially people who are made fun of for something that they were born with any sort of defect like that like when it's when you see some animal holding it against that person like that and you don't see it a lot because that's a sign of a real true like cruel person but that destroys me though and this guy's just sharing this story of his horrible life and i'm just crying but i'm saying am i am i just like sleep deprived and that that's playing a big key so i watched the first half of the movie a lot of tears right Oh, God. Wake up this morning early to finish watching the movie. I'm going through it. Things are getting better for Carl, okay? He's yeah. playing football with the boys. He's got a friend, you know. He's he likes french fries. French fries. There's mustard all over the place. No, no, no. He doesn't like french fries. French, well, he likes french, french fried, fried potatoes. French fried potatoes. Uh, <laughs> things are going good, and I'm like, okay, no, I was just sleep deprived yesterday. And then he started telling the story about his little brother in the shoebox. Oh, <laughs> man. God. And I started losing it again. I cried yesterday and I cried this morning. Thanks a lot, Joe Pontello. Hey, what? that was my uh, my intention. I was like, what is going to maximize the tears from Dennis Rooney's eyes? I like the idea of what's going to maximize the tears from Dennis Rooney's eyes. Okay, click, uh, sling blade, uh, three Nicolas Cage terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? If Which we one? hadn't recently done Left Behind, I don't know if you've seen that terrible Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, no, man. I have not. That was great. It's got a little Christian tinge to it. A little? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot of B-movie Christian It's about Christian tinge. the rapture. Um, <laughs> the Wicker Man, I cried at that one. That's a good movie, though. When he dressed like the bear. I don't know if the remake is good, actually. I can't. <laughs> um, he dressed like a bear in it? I think so. <laughs> yeah. The original okay. is not. Nicolas Cage wasn't even in this movie, guys. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so hard not to talk about Nick Cage at any I know, given right? moment. Um, tell I, me about your problems with the movie. Um, it's uh, it's just the, the pacing. Um, too slow at some points for it's you. It's too slow at some points for me. Which, which, by which, like as I was mentioning, it's not the movie's fault. Right. Like right. the movie is doing is doing perfectly. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It is, and like that kind of just like, like it all like the pacing mixed with the setting, just like that built its world where it's like everything is slower, everything is is quiet. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's the South. It's small town. Yeah, it's that like, like small town South. slower, not yeah. existent throughout the movie. And like, and throughout Strange the entire thing, at times. I kept having these moments in it where I was like, where I just was like, man, does this exist? 
like this were, and I know that it does. That's like how life is in the South. Like I know. <laughs> Very slow. Wait, they were in Arkansas. That's that's technically isn't that the North? No, that's the South. Is no. it the South? Arkansas is the South. Damn. Geology um, isn't my on, best man. subject. Hold it together. Ha ha. He's gonna cry. <laughs> he's gonna look at a map and cry now when he sees where Arkansas. Yeah. Are you gonna bring this up? Every, you gonna bring? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more North. I got a tattoo um, of uh, French fried potatoes on my arm <laughs> uh, inside the state of Arkansas. <laughs> no, but um. But I like it all. It did everything kind of perfectly for what it for what it was supposed to be, and it really had that moment where it was just like, like I can feel living in this town throughout, like with the pacing of the movie and with the setting, and uh, and I think that might have been the problem is that it, like it built this world that I really felt like I was in, and I hate that world. Hmm, like that's I, a depressing world. Like I re- like the idea. Of living in that town makes me want to kill myself. Yes. Note to our listeners, Carl just not for Stephen. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just not for Stephen, though. That's what you're saying. No, right? no, yeah, that's what Carl, I mean. Carl, I think that's what you're going to say, loved that life. That's the only life he couldn't. No, no, no. he should have killed like, more people there. He <laughs> I don't think he killed enough. I think, well, no, and it's like there are people that like they that like they would live in that kind of area and love it and be like, I couldn't live anywhere else. I've met people like that who um. are just, they are small town, middle Middle of nowhere, quiet, slow people, and uh, and I just I'm just not that. Per- I grew up in an area that was it was more suburban than this, but like you you drive 20 minutes or 10 minutes, and it's like and you're there, like you're in that place, right? And uh, and I hate it. I can't stand it. And so like the I like like watching the entire movie, I'm just like I'm just like oh why are why do you live there so it's like, just hard for you to watch you this slope paced movie it was yeah and and just kind of these slow paced people it's true it was just kind of it was just kind of painful to to watch some of it because also it was that moment where it was just like like you know the i and part of it was Carl in the sense that is like the the things that Carl would do and the way that he would be. I was I like I just felt like that was kind of the like what like what life was like like and what I kind of picture like I grew up in an area where it was like I played in a creek and cro- and caught you know crayfish and like would and would like play in the weeds kind of growing up and you'd and sleep so in a hole like, in the ground well no but oh. that <laughs> but like the that kid like the whose name I'm forgetting completely right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, the little kid. The the little kid who befriends Carl. It's like I like I get him. He makes sense to me in mm-hmm. the sense that it's just like that's just like I'm like his kids. I feel like kids these days don't. I feel so old for saying that <laughs> phrase. <laughs> um, yeah, right. But, How old are you again? Uh, I'm almost thirty. Okay. But uh, and. It, and honestly, it's like like my brother has a one year old, and like I have friends, like I have a friend who's about to listen. Have their Trump, first what baby. are you trying to say? Well, no, but the the little the little kids. It's like nowadays, I feel like kids are like supposed to every, like parents know where their kid is all the time, and like yeah, don't leave right, your yeah. yard. This kid had run in the town, like that's well, no, a good life and for that's him. The but thing it's safe. Is, when I was when I was a kid, that's what we did. My mm-hmm. parents had no clue where we were half the time. They would be like, oh, "No," yeah. and I it would just be like, "I'm gonna ride my bike five miles that way and play Try in the ditch." Stop me. Like they had no clue where I was, and it was fine. We used to just run through the woods, and so like that kid, I get, like he makes sense to me. Yeah. But Carl, like an adult in that place like if i lived where where i grew up yeah. i feel like i would be carl in the sense it's like 
oh yeah, I just sit and stare at the floor. Yeah. Like, what do you do with your? You think like, even when, if he had a hundred percent of his wits about him, he'd still be operating pretty much at that level. I think he probably. I feel be. like I feel like everybody like the like I feel like everybody in that town, uh, sans the gay guy, like everybody in that town. It was that moment where it was like they were all drunk all the time because the only thing that they the only way they could make their life better was to be drunk while staring at the floor. Yes. Like everybody was operating on the same like like social it's level a honestly yeah Boyle says Carl. he's gonna throw a party and it's like i was wondering i was like oh my god like uh carl's gonna be thrown into this party situation how's he gonna react and then it's like nope it's just four of his yeah. friends coming over and getting drunk and, and trying to yeah. play music badly the music wasn't bad <laughs> they when they started playing i was like this is a better song than i thought they would play like i thought it would be truly garbage it was high yeah. end for that soundtrack and like all those dudes are professional musicians and bands and shit i believe I know I recognize really? that dude with the beard. One yeah. of them was on like Home Improvement. Really? The guy with the beard, actually. That's weird. And I thought it was I'm funny that sure. they still put I've up I've definitely like, seen the beard guy before. Yeah, he's, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah. But also, like, I think some of the guys that are in that band might be in Billy Bob Thornton's band. Probably. Mm. I didn't know this movie was written and directed. By See, when people would say... He I was haven't nothing before this. Yeah, he is nothing before this. still nothing. This, is, was, this was like what put him on the map, right? Sort of, yeah. And he like, was friends with John Ritter, and I think John Ritter kind of helped. I didn't even know that that was John Ritter, by the way. Oh my! Gosh. Playing the gay dude, I I could no, not tell. No, John John Ritter was brilliant in this movie. Yeah. yeah, like as being like I'm a small town gay guy who lives in this town in the '90s. It was like very subtle. It was like this is subtly brilliant, especially at the like time. He could have played it really flamboyant and crazy. Yeah, you know. Right. And, and like, well, and also just acting wise, it's like Billy Bob Thornton was ridiculously good in this movie. Yeah. Like, just just disappeared. There was no Billy Bob Thornton. Like, nowadays, I feel like Billy Bob Thornton tends to play characters a lot like Samuel L. Jackson does, where it's like, it's not really like, oh, there's a character that I'm playing. It's like, oh, Billy Bob Thornton's playing that thing. Right, he's in Here's this movie. Like, when you see yeah. him in, like, Bad Santa... It's not like he embodies the character of a bad Santa. It's like, oh yeah, this is what it would be like if Billy Bob Thornton yeah. was a Santa. That's all I knew about Billy Bob Thornton was like bad, bad Santa. Santa? Oh. I knew that like interview outside on the red carpet where he's with Angelina Jolie and he's like, yeah, we just had sex in the car. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? And why is he like an acclaimed? He made Sling Blade. And that's then that's like, why though. Wow, this guy's got acting chops. Let's make him play himself in the next forty movies. That's yeah. pretty much what What's happened. the deal with that? Why is it like that? I mean, I don't know. this is what I will say is is that he has been in 87 things. I'm on IMDb. He's been in 87 right. things. And when you're in 87 which is surprising things, to me. you're going to get some watered-down material. It's you know what I remember him from? What I remembered him from initially was uh, was Pushing Tin. Oh, yeah. That uh, was where, like, that might have been, like, one of the first movies where he was Billy Bob Thornton playing Billy Bob Thornton. And yeah, probably. Like, okay, this guy's just got to do this in every movie, and yeah. he'll be set. I was thinking of Tin Cup, and I was like, "That's not Billy Bob Thornton." No, no. Tin pushing Cup. Tin. Pushing Tin. He plays Tin. a uh, an air traffic controller with John Cusack. Right. I'm sold already. And Is and there an old lady involved, or am I forgetting, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, I can't remember, but I know that there's a crazy scene where it's like he's the crazy guy uh -huh. who, like, within all of the air traffic controllers. And uh, and he ends up where he's like on the tarmac when a plane is landing or something like that, and gets like thrown back by the engines. Like that's like his thing. 
is that it's like he gets like hit with like the power of a jet engine and flips backwards and stuff like that because he's a crazy person. I don't know, whatever. And what does he just <laughs> la- he lands on his feet or something? No, like he, he gets, gets like, superpowers from it. He gets yeah, he gets superpowers <laughs> and then the power he's of in a jet plane and then he's in Armageddon a year earlier. Yes. Oh yeah, he was Armageddon. in Armageddon. Yeah, he was good in Armageddon. Well, no, but like it probably was about pushing tin around the time when it was like Billy Bob Thornton started playing Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, yeah, for and, he's and the same because role in Armageddon since. he didn't play Billy Bob Thornton. He mm. was like he was a normal dude. He was like a guy who worked at NASA who just happened to have a southern accent yeah. but felt really smart and like felt really like wasn't that thick in that movie, but I I might be wrong. No, it wasn't. But so basically the only reason why Billy Bob Thornton is still like considered a cinematic genius and people throw him around is because he did the trifecta, written, directed and performed in a fantastic movie. Like yes. this is a great movie, yeah. but it is weird. The music choice made are Dennis cry. It did make me cry, but I was I was really tired. Dennis, you you cry at the drop of a hat. I don't cry at the drop of a hat. I cry. Guys, depends I would like which to, hat. I would like to point out that the movie he directed after this, uh, the next movie he directed, he directed this in 1996, and then in 2000, which I have never seen this movie, he directed a movie called All the Pretty Horses. Um, uh, Sounds lame. Just him hanging out um, with horses for yes. two hours. <laughs> hey guys, what do you want to do? You want to gallop? Yes, gallop. And then he just like runs around. It's Billy Bob Thornton Man, talking the to other, horses. The other movies you think you're that a horse? he's... You're not a horse, all right? <laughs> you ain't shit. I'm a horse. Some people call it a sling blade. I call it a Kaiser blade. <laughs> Dude, he well, wrote... One of the horses is sort of a, plays an homage <laughs> to he, sling blade. He's oh. written the weirdest things. He wrote a Leslie Nielsen movie called Camouflage that I've never heard of before. What? He and wrote the, a and it was under the 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 pen name of Reginald Perry. <laughs> <laughs> is that IMDb like his Chris Gaines? Reginald Perry. Why do people like how long until after you put out a movie or something like that under a pen name do you tell everyone like hey that was me. By the way. In case you were wondering. <laughs> Reginald Perry is a figment <laughs> of your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> You've all been misled. <laughs> I do like the idea that he sold the movie as Reginald Perry. Like it was like he like like called up Leslie Nielsen with a voice and was just like, "Hello, this is Reginald Perry. <laughs> I have a script for you called Camouflage." <laughs> uh, a cool thing about this movie that I heard, because like we said before we started, is that uh, Billy Bob Thornton wasn't shit before this movie. No, I think this yeah. he had been in some stuff, but he, he wasn't been in some stuff, but he wasn't you know. And um, this he he made a short film. Uh, that had Molly Ringwald in it. I assume playing the uh, college reporter, because I think the short film was just that scene. I oh, don't know. Yeah. I know it's been on oh, Netflix oh, though. Oh. I know the short fil- film version of this. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you watched that too. I didn't because it wasn't still on, but yeah. I would have. Um, but yeah, that that movie is just called Sling. No, it's called uh, it's ca- called some folks call it a Sling Blade. I think it was the right choice to cut it down. Probably it was. Yeah, yeah right choice to cut it down. But uh. They made the full movie and uh, they screened it and uh, I think we had a similar story last week. But Weinstein watches it. He says he got ten minutes in or like thirty minutes in and he offered like ten million for it. He was like, "So I think the same thing." I'm like, "I think Weinstein was crying his eyes out in the theater. Like, if this is what yeah. it's doing to me with a heart of cold, imagine what he it's was definitely do to a very else. sympathetic character." In that uh, I feel like I feel I like Weinstein might have been crying, but he was like, "I am going to make so much money off I'm this." So much I'm gonna make so much. One money. day it's going to be streaming on a sort of internet base. It's gonna be streaming <laughs> video on the internet. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Everybody get out. I don't care if it's 1996. He was a sympathetic character though, but there was also way more to him. Like it seemed like in that last, uh, like 
act three, all of a sudden he gets turned on. He was generally a good person. He was always a good person and very polite, which is something to consider, too, is that where he was born in Arkansas and his mental uh, disabilities, that all adds to who he is. If yeah. this character was born in, say, the Bronx, much higher body count. Oh, forget it. Much <laughs> higher body count. He'd be like film. the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, would have no, like, uh, mystique about him. He would just go out. Yeah. But it, it only makes you assume. And, like, it, a good example is that scene with John Ritter. John Ritter buys him lunch. He wants to talk to him, make sure he's, you know, going to be okay living with his uh, friend Linda, was it? And, yeah. Uh, and the kid. Yeah. And he says... He says, I think we're a lot alike, blah, blah, blah. What are you thinking about right now? Because, you know, he's he doesn't talk a lot. He's a yeah. simple, slow person. And he goes, I'm thinking about French fried potatoes. And he goes, well, what about before that? And he says something else that's totally inconsequential. But yeah. there's still stuff going on. Because later in the film, he starts saying stuff to people where it's like, I didn't know all this was going on inside Right. Oh, and he kind of knows how to play football? Where did that come from? Well, he said that he used to try, but he was never any good or anything. Mm. But, like, he was. Look pretty decent. Oh yeah, well, be, like he, you know, yeah. playing against a bunch of twelve-year-olds, but still. that's true too. I was anyone else expecting though to violently lash out at any point, especially when he walks into the room with the hammer. I was that like, was sort of the most I forgot about. That. I totally. I was like, this is how this movie's gonna go down. Like, He's what the hell are you holding out a hammer for? I, I think. Know. Well, no, and this is <laughs> this is actually a question that I uh, really wanted to to that I was thinking about towards like at the end of the movie. It's metaphor. I really wanted to ask was, do you think that Carl is a good person or not? Yes. Uh, yes, I think he is a good Cause, person. Because I think that's really what it is, is that to the like to the core, I think he's a really good person. I was about to say, if you call him a gray area, I would... Just, no, uh, no, he, I, think that, I think that the gray area is society. Yeah. Society is a huge gray area in the sense that it is like, he doesn't... He, he's not like violent or angry or anything like that uh and he doesn't have a problem with anybody until he notices like like major injustices happening yeah. right like when he notices that something terrible is happening in the world he he lashes out at people and he has a problem with it and not immediately not in like a grotesque awful way in like a building way where it's like he sees this guy, like he sees uh, Doyle be awful, and he sees Doyle be like kind of a madman, and he sees what could happen to these people that he loves and that have gr- that like have loved him back when he like hasn't had very much love in his life. Anything like if he was and really a bad person, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, he would have killed Doyle like five seconds after meeting him. Yeah, yeah. You know? right. But totally. instead, he was like, "Let me give this guy a chance." <laughs> All right, he's awful. No, he's really fucking awful. All well, right, and well, like, and he doesn't. And the thing is, is that even in the violent moments, like, I was amazed just at, and it was so subtle and and like innocent that during the entire fight with Doyle. When uh when John Ritter and them are like like and the kid is throwing bottles at his head and stuff and they're scene. kicking oh, him yeah. out, <laughs> Carl it's an amazing scene. Stop! <laughs> it's an amazing scene, but all of the action is happening right behind Billy Bob Thornton's head, and he doesn't even move. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't look. He doesn't look. He doesn't flinch. He doesn't move. He just sits there. He's just like, let's and see where this is gonna go. <laughs> it's kind of like let's see where this is going to go and I always thought that there was going to be a moment in that scene where he like got up and kind of went and kind of just went no stop like like yeah. you shouldn't do that kind of thing to like get him to leave but he doesn't he just sits there and nothing and 
And initially, I was just like, is this guy just going to sit there and do nothing for the whole movie? Like, n- just nothing is going to happen no, with this guy. It was just guy. like a really slow but it was, build. Yeah, it was this really slow build to like, oh, no, he is going to do something. Like, yeah. he's going to, like, he's just waiting it out, and then he's going to kill this guy. Right, and he finally breaks in that one scene where I think uh, Doyle tries to, like, get him up off the couch, and he just, like, puts his arm He up. grabs him. Yeah. Like, that's the first time he moves in any way towards him. Yeah, Doyle puts his hands on the boy, and, yeah. of course, the boy. You don't fuck with the boy yeah. around Carl, yeah. so he grabs him. And I thought it was going to escalate way more than that. I thought, like, Carl was going to beat him up or something, and that was going to be, like, kind of our, uh, kind of like our, oh, it's going to go down between them. But uh, I think the bigger question, Stephen, is not whether Carl is a good or bad person. I, 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 If you watch this movie and you think Carl's a bad person, I think you're a bad person. But the bigger <laughs> question here is, did Doyle really deserve to die? He didn't even hit her until she pushed him. I'm not saying he's not a piece of shit, but like... The problem was he was never going to go away. Do we know that? And also, like, couldn't Lynn... Is, I'm not saying, and also it's not like Linda said, hey, will you help us out, Carl? And no one signed off on this. This was Carl acting yeah. on himself. Oh, yeah. But in the movie, this is supposed to be it our sense would have been funny if they would have had a meeting. Like, <laughs> I, I reckon to kill Doyle. What do you guys think? <laughs> I reckon you do that for some biscuits and mustard. <laughs> There'll be twice as many biscuits tonight <laughs> if you murder him. <laughs> but uh, but like that's our that's our ending, and that's supposed to be kind of our sense of justice. And how do we feel about that? And I think he almost you? ascends to like a minor role of vigilanteism. I think a little bit. This I didn't is even think about it like that. Well, yeah. no, and that's the thing is, is that that's why it's kind of a question to me as to whether he's a good or bad person, because to me he's a good person because when you look at Doyle, it's not even a matter of like he's not going to go away. It's a matter of like he's gonna do something. Sooner or later, yeah, he's either like, gonna hurt Linda or hurt the kid. He's gonna hurt Linda. Right. Yeah, he's gonna true. hurt the he's, kid. It's gonna go down. Because the other thing that you got to remember is, is that like, like when he talks about like his his past and different things that he like had to do, and like here's this thing, go bury it. Like, and it's the and it's like a it's you know a baby that they've either like I can't figure out whether it was like they tried to abort it or whether Robert Duvall's character like beat up the mom and induced labor or something like that is that it's like you forget in all honesty in that moment that it's like maybe it was did maybe it, it was Jesse's boy and the dad it knew. might have been <gasps> oh my know. god that's but a real possibility is, that's a real possibility but this is the thing is is that when that happened and Robert Duvall gave him like the little baby in a shoebox to, or to like put in a shoebox and bury. He was younger than twelve. Yeah, he was like eight years old. He had to be like seven. eight or nine yeah. years old, and had to put the th- and had to like bury a baby. And so, and it was still alive. And it yeah. was still alive. And so it was one of those things. It's like, like to me in that case, it's that moment where it's like he sees that something ter- like like this guy is the same as his father. Like, Doyle is the same as definitely, his dad. Definitely. Yeah. Which means that Doyle is gonna do some bad shit. Like, he's gonna do some really bad shit. Because when he was a kid, his dad said some really bad shit. And what he is trying to... Like, to me, what he is trying to prevent is uh, is the boy having to do what he did. Right, because the like, boy kind of alludes to that. He's like, "I'd love to kill him. I hate yeah. him." Blah blah blah. And so it's like, and so he's like, "I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna save this boy from having to live the life that I've had to live, yeah. where he's gonna get put into a mental institution and be talked at by like a predator for 
hours on end. Yeah. <laughs> like I think he's going to no save. Reaction. Like his saving of this boy is not just like it's not just saving him from from like from having to be beaten or having to be thrown out of the house or anything like that. He's saving him from having to kill the guy. Right. That to it's having like, to become Carl part 2. Yeah. And and I think that's kind of where it's like the good in him comes from like really is where it's like yeah, he's a good guy. Is that it's like to him in his mind it's not just saving them from like from Doyle. It's saving the kid from having to become a murderer. Yeah, and I guess they really do spell it out that the options are limited because I I kind of thought it was bullshit, but it's probably true now now that I think about it. Uh, especially if he's got a kind of a prominent construction gig going around town, and it's got to be prominent because it's got his name yeah. on the side of the van. But he says, he says to the it's old man, crayon. <laughs> yeah, he says to the to the old man who's pissed off. He's playing music. I know, like I, I play, play cards, cards with the sheriff. With the sheriff. You know? I can do whatever so I want. So he probably does have yeah. like you know the kid can't call the cops on him or something. It's probably not going to do much. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Please don't start crying. I was almost going to start crying. <laughs> no, I actually brain farted. I completely lost my thought. Oh, what was I going to say? Someone pick it up. Well, I thought also, to, you made a very good point um, that I didn't think of while I was watching it. But when I was first watching the movie, like to me it had a very like, almost like a modified Shawshank Redemption thing going on where it's like, yeah, it he's institutionalized. It had a very Shawshank Redemption feel to yeah. it, I will say. And like, I didn't get that at all, honestly. Not well, because he, he's out and he's just like, I, I don't belong here and he immediately wants to go back into oh, the... Oh, what's uh, his name? Yeah. Into In the, the, uh, the madhouse. Yeah, I got that from it. Too. Yeah, that, I, I agree with that. 100%. It's like, I feel well, like and also, it didn't... I mean, like, uh, I think one of the things was, was that, to me, was that it just reminded me of like, like Morgan Freeman's speech, like like his talking in the movie, where it's just like Andy Dufresne <laughs> is a man of many talents. Like it's that kind of a. He was my friend. He was my friend. I is it? It's him. like it's it's just <laughs> that like slow, kind of southern, like different time. Like mm. this movie, like like it's just like this movie felt like it was like all well, criminals that's why were southern and safe in those. Well, days. and that's why people I was were very blunt like, in the nineties. Towards uh, yeah. mentally handicapped people. Well, and oh goodness, it was like it felt very, uh, it felt very like, um, like just like of a different time. And maybe it was like maybe it's just that it's like the South in the '90s. But like, there's just such a disconnected feeling of that entire town. Like yeah. they like it's just so removed from anything. Yeah. Like in 1996, they were only just getting like all in the family there. That <laughs> <laughs> just came there, and like you said, they uh, didn't even realize that that the guy from Three's Company was a gay guy that lived in their town. <laughs> right. He's been living under our noses the whole time. Um, and yeah, that like if you were ever on the fence about Doyle's character, the fact that he calls Carl. And refers to him as retard. He's constantly like starting. Times. He's constantly starting yeah. with someone who's mentally disabled and a child, like telling them to their face, like I don't like. He's one of those scumbags where like, he exactly, shits on you yeah. to your face, and then he's like, "I'm just kidding, though." You like, know, you're that, a weird right? kid. I don't get you. What do you mean you don't get him? Because he doesn't like worship you as yeah. the god of construction. How is he in, a weird kid in Shitsville, Arkansas, um, wherever you live? What I was gonna say before I brain farted too was that uh, I th- also think a big part of it was uh, in terms of Carl killing Doyle. Wasn't just uh, preventing the kid from becoming, you know, Carl. Yeah. But he, Carl also, I think, must have thought like his uh, destiny was kind of predetermined because he has that talk with the kid about going to hell, Hades. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
you know, well, you're supposed to go to hell if you're a gay guy. And uh, the kid's like, yeah, but say, they say the same thing about killing oh, people. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's like, like, but I don't think you'll I go. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, he says to uh, John Ritter's character, he's like, I don't think you'll go. And that's, a again, another moment where it's like, oh, there's a lot going on inside this guy. He's just very quiet because it's a loud, big world and he's not used to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just because he's mentally disabled doesn't mean, you know, still waters run deep. But he, I think he kind of thinks he's already done. Like, he's already signed up for Hades, so like... Why not? He's sacrificed himself even a little bit further. You know, clearly he'd like to stay out of the mental hospital at this point and keep the boy in his life. But Perhaps at he should have cost? read yeah. something else besides the Bible, like something more uplifting. Well, he read that Christmas book. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it was right. Christmas, Carpentry, the Bible, but then there was like three other books. I bet one of them was like a smut magazine, filthy pervert. Oh, my. Yeah, <laughs> given to him by that sexual predator. Hey, read this. Tell me those aren't the best tits you've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I also started crying when he pulled out the bookmark. Yeah. God, this was an emotional movie, man. I will say... You cried more times watching this movie than I have in the last five years. I haven't cried in like over a year, and this movie made me ball. (laughs) You know, I... Yes! I, uh, Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I yeah, I thought we were going to pick like a B movie. I thought we were going to come on some zombie movie or That's something like B plus movie. No, this is a good movie. This is like a quality. Film. Oh, you mean like silly? I was trying, but I just was like, I, I picked the know. one that was like yeah. the wild card emotional one. Yeah, that's true. Mm. You did sign up for a bunch of stuff. You were like Sling Blade. I bet this is Billy Bob Thornton with like with like you know his arm in a sling, fucking you know when cutting I first down heard ninjas. <laughs> yeah, I have like he's a, he's an assassin, right? Yeah, I thought it was like a, a weird superhero movie like back in the day. I was like Sling Blade. Was he half robot, half blade? Yeah, like, it's <laughs> the names miss miss. Uh, it throws you off. This is Billy the... Bob Thornton with like one red eye and like you know. No, this is the uh, this is the prequel to Blade. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a Sling Blade. <laughs> Uh, Billy Bob Thornton throughout all of this was actually a vampire <laughs> living in the South. He's actually immortal, and that's why he, yeah. he can go, come and go as he pleases from the mental house. For this <laughs> moment, he's just, uh, he's just, you know, for for this moment in time, he's acting like an idiot. I think Billy Bob Thornton is immortal. He looks the same as he did then in this movie, except for he's got a much better haircut. That was a terrible haircut. Who was cutting this guy's hair? Yeah, what 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 barber was going to the yeah. mental hospital and being like, "All right, well, we're going to make you look more insane than you already are." Isn't life hard <laughs> enough for this guy? We're going to give him like a bowl cut, crew cut combo, I, I undercut lo- somehow. <laughs> I ha- I had to literally rewatch several scenes just because he's so hard to like understand yeah. everything. And then like that mm-hmm afterwards is just him like casually agreeing with what he had just said. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> just you like kind of just constantly <laughs> re- reassuring himself. Once you fall into like his rhythms, then it's a little easy to li- yeah, like yeah. understand. But when he fir- like when he first starts talking after you've seen him say nothing for a couple minutes, and he starts talking quick, like for some reason you expect him to talk really long and slow and not say much, but he talks at a pretty quick pace. He yeah. just talks funny. He's just not like ready to talk to people. Yeah. But once he's like, he's confident. He's like, "All right, here you go. Here it all comes. Get ready to cry, Dennis." Yeah. Yeah. Get ready to <laughs> he cry. He gives you Dennis. a shout out in the movie. That was the, cool. Luckily, the only thing that saved me too is that there are moments. I'll say this: there are moments in this movie, and it could have happened a lot more. There could have been a lot more corny, cheesy, weird moments. But there's just a couple points where it feels a little after-school special, but only for like a glimpse. And, and I'm really not. I can't hold it against it. This is really like touchy subject matter, and the story is. Did great. you did you cry when he asked to put his arm around the kid? 
Oh man, that didn't help, dude. That, didn't help. <laughs> that whole scene. Oh, I was like, this oh is kind of awkward, but he's just going with it's okay. I, we'll I thought it was gonna be more awkward, and then the kid holds his hand, like, and I'm like, and you know, they're never gonna see each other again, right? Probably. And no, it would have been great as if when he walked off, and the kid was like, Carl, he just went goodbye and just started running as fast <laughs> as he could through the woods. <laughs> well, like, also, let's keep in mind this mental hospital is 20 miles away. Like, the boy can get his license in a couple of years, go start visiting him. I, I'd hope, you know. Hmm. But probably not. Oh, I, I really, he had convinced me that he wasn't going to kill again. He sounded so confident. <laughs> he barely sounds confident. He's like, I don't reckon that I, I would want to kill again. That's good enough for me. You're free to go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, we got to wrap up. I'm going to say stream this movie, but this is a hard, it's a hard, it was a hard one to watch for me. And if you watch this movie and it doesn't hit you at all. It's long. It's probably longer than it should be. Two hours maybe. and ten minutes, and I'd say... You could take ten minutes off if you take Steven's advice and cut some of those walking scenes out with the music and well, no, it just meanders. Is, at this certain is the points. thing: is is that According I think Steven, I liked it. I like <laughs> I said, I think that the movie is, I think that the movie is correct in the way that it is pacing itself. Right, right. right. Yeah, I think that the movie is correct in the way that it's lingering on shots. And the way that it's putting together dialogue and and how it's like putting together scenes, um, I'm just not a fan. Like that's like I'm not a fan of that pacing. Like I think this is a great movie. I think people should watch it. I think people should stream it. I just don't. It's not like those types of movies that pace themselves like that mm -hmm. uh, are painful to me. Yeah. Like it hurts because I'm like just go. Just sometimes go. Sometimes movies are supposed to hurt, Stephen. Well, no, and that's I mean, you know, <laughs> that's he, coming from that's coming from like your hurt. that's coming from like an Irishman who just cracked that little like ball of of emotions you keep in your chest. Listen, I'm enlightened now. I'm wide open. Uh, Whatever you want to talk about. Are you going to go adopt somebody from a mental hospital now and try to write them? I don't think you could just adopt people <laughs> from mental hospitals, Joe. No, you can't. They're like puppies. You yeah. got to go. That's how it works. And you're like, you're like, this one looks good. I'm going to take him home. But like, if it doesn't work out, I'm bringing him back. Yeah. So has Two weeks work? later, you come back. You're like, I can't get him to stop shitting on the floor. Has he had all his shots? He murdered shots? a neighbor. You know. I he mean, murdered a neighbor. I didn't like that neighbor, so I was a bit down with it. But still. <laughs> So, yeah, Joe, thank you very much for being on. It's a good episode. Thank you for making me watch this movie. Again, follow you on Twitter. Plug your sh plug your stuff, man. Whatever, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe Pontillo. Find me on every social media site known to man um, in MySpace, especially MySpace. Follow him on MySpace, most <laughs> importantly. <laughs> Friendster, everything. Bam. Uh... No, not really. All right. Uh, DennisRooney.com, DennisRooney7 on Twitter. Uh, Flix Book Club, of course, on Twitter. Follow us on iTunes or whatever, like the Facebook page. W was Dennis stuff. Rooney 1 through 6 taken? Yes. Wow. Sucks, man. So a lot of, there's a lot of Dennis Rooney's. <laughs> number 7 on the web and number 1 in your hearts, baby. Nah, probably still number 7 in my heart. We'll see you guys Even next eight. week. I mean, I might give you 2 or 3. Say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> goodbye.